This teaching is founded on the truth of God that clearly states it's impossible to please God without faith. So if you got if you got faith, you got faith to worship. Leading people to and through revival calls us to an ultimate priority and worship to God in the innermost sanctuary. We're in the innermost sanctuary. Don't forget it. God has called us to be worshipers, but worship can't just be taught. It must be experienced. In today's message, Papa Herman, the father of senior pastor Eddie Mason and elder at Southside Christian Fellowship Church, brings a message teaching us how to experience worship with God. I started to tell y'all a good story about a mint. I, I got a mint here in my mouth, and I used to put that in my mouth, and uh, what ended up happening, when it melts, I'm supposed to stop. And uh, not too many years ago, I put a button in my mouth and never did stop. So I got a mint today. <laughs> well, I just say a prayer, pray over the meeting, that the Lord was anointing will be here, and we'll have ears to hear. It's no good to hear the word if it just goes over your head. But we want you to hear the word this morning. Bow your heads. Lord, this is a day you sent. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, that you have placed into our hearts, Lord, a desire to hear your word and to understand it. Lord, we don't want just to hear it. We want it to go deep into our spirit where we will believe it in Jesus' mighty name. I give you thanks, Lord. Amen. Yeah, uh, when you when you start understanding the difference between the fivefold ministers, pastors, evangelists, uh, uh, teachers, t uh, that that ministry lets us have teachers. And today I'm going to not operate out of the pastor's position, but the teacher. So you put your ears on teacher hearing. Okay. And you can hear what the teacher is going to be talking to you about this morning. First of all, we talk about worship. The Hebrew word for worship is bow yourself down, fall down, humble, beseech, stoop, or do reverence. So there's a, there's a movement of a body takes place under the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not supposed to be flesh. It's from the, out, it comes out of the spirit man. Under the Greek word, it says anything done to show reverence, honor, respect to your hero. Is Jesus your hero? Amen. Hallelujah. He's my hero. He's your hero. So Jesus, we do respect out of our, for our hero, Jesus. So that's what those, the Greek and the, and the Hebrew word talks about with, with the anointing of worship. This was This lesson on worship is a revolutionary lesson. It means loosen up. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost take over. Bobby let the Holy Spirit move his feet this morning. And that was good. Sometimes I see Sam. He's not here this morning, but Sam wave a flag. I saw Rayanne. She worshiped the Lord, moving around. Because the Spirit's moving in her. And God says he wants us to learn how to let the Holy Spirit worship through us. The Word says we worship him in spirit and in truth. 
Now, the truth is, God's word is true. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. You worship Him with the Holy Spirit and in His truth. Then when you hear that, then you begin to understand a little bit more about worship. John 4, 24 said, God is Spirit. He must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. This teaching is founded on the truth of God that clearly states it's impossible to please God without faith. So if you got to, if you got faith, you got faith to worship. I want to, everyone knows to. I need your attention this morning to listen, listen what the Spirit says, and knows about you and me, what the Spirit is saying, and what He knows about you and me. Now listen, we pick and choose what we believe about God's Word. In other words. We, ha we don't have any problem believing John 3.16. Right. We don't have no problem believing that. God so loved the Word, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believed well, He might be saved. We don't have no trouble believing that. We say, yes, Lord, that's the truth. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by His stripes we were healed. We believe that. Elijah, uh, Isaiah 53.4 says, by His stripes we were healed. I don't have any trouble believing that. Romans 10, 9 says, I confess my mouth, believe in my heart in Jesus. If I believe in Jesus, I'll be saved. I believe that. I can cast out demons. Wait a minute. <laughs> I speak with new tongues. Uh-oh. That's something, that's not, 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 we don't have to believe that. That's somebody else, not old people. All I'm trying to bring to our attention is we got to quit picking and choosing. If God said it, I believe it. If God said it, you believe it. And so therefore, we don't have to worry about what we're going to believe. God says, my word is truth. It's hard to believe 1 Peter 2.9 says you're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. I ain't no royal priesthood. Well, God said, how come I can't believe that? Revelation 1.6 says, I've appointed you a king and a priest. Uh-oh, I ain't no king. I sure ain't no priest. Revelation 5.10, Jesus says it again. I am a king and a priest. I want you to go with me, if you open your Bible, if you brought it on, Ezekiel 44. Now give me your ears and listen to what we're going to talk about. In Ezekiel 44, verse 10 says, And the Levites, who went far from me for an Israel went away, who strayed away from me after the idols, they shall bear their iniquity. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary. They hadn't been behaving themselves, but they're going to continue to minister. Yet they shall be ministers in my sanctuary as gatekeepers at the house and ministers of the house. They shall slay the burnt offerings and the sacrifice for the temple. They shall stand before them to minister to them. Because they ministered to them before, 
<coughs> they're idle and cause the house of Israel to fall into iniquity. Therefore I raised my hand in oath against it, and the Lord God, they shall hear, they shall bear their iniquity. They shall not come near me to minister to me as priests, or come near on my holy things, nor in the most holy place. But they shall bear the shame and abomination which they have come to commit it. Nevertheless, I will make them keep charge of the temple for all its work, for all it has done on, on it. But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, now these are Levitical priests, who keep charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went away from me, they shall come near me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat and the blood, says the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall come near my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. Now, Lord, explain that just a little bit. There's some priests that have been doing what God told them to, some have been doing their own thing. He says, those that are obedient to me, I'm going to let them continue to minister to me. They're going to minister to me in the inner court. This is the inner court. Now, even though they hadn't behaved, they still going to keep the floors clean. They're going to get the offerings prepared. They're going to do some work, but they're not going to minister to me. Now, you've got to understand what he's talking about when he says that. God says, if you're going to be a priest, you're going to do it my way. If you do it my way, You'll put me first in everything. I got to be number one. You got to give me worship. You got to adore me. You got to be totally obedient to me. You don't do it your way. You ain't gonna minister to me in this sanctuary in this in the court. That means that when you come in to worship, bring your worship shoes in. Be ready. Sonia said it. You do it before you get here, and then you're ready. Now, there's an outer court. If you minister to him inside, then he prepares you to go outside. He prepares you to the outer court to talk to other people about Jesus, to where you will minister to him. Signs and wonders and miracles will follow. You say, why don't you follow now, Brother Herman? I don't see many of them. How many of y'all know what Judge James says you're not going to receive anything from God if you're a double-minded man? You hear those words? What happened? You are a king and you are a priest. You're also, like me sometimes, double-minded. We have got to come to the point of where we are single-minded people. Single-minded means whatever God says, that's the way it is. I don't have any doubt. Herman, why aren't you healed? Doubt. Sometimes I sit around and speak the wrong stuff. You do too. But God wants you to understand that's being of one mind, one accord, single-minded. We have to work at that. It don't come easy. You have to begin to believe it. I, whatever God says, that's the way it is. I don't change it. 
I don't care if I do sound like I need to change it. God wrote it wrong. He didn't write it wrong. He wrote it right. Now, I want to talk to you about some individuals that showed worship. And you'll begin to see yourself in some of these pictures. Miriam, she comes out of the Red Sea experience. She gets a tambourine. That's what, that's what uh, Ms. Robinson does sometimes. She gets a tambourine. That's what they, do. they get tambourines. And she led an organization. She started a parade. And she started worshiping the Lord with a tambourine. She got excited. Now she did something to demonstrate worship. He did it with a tambourine. Now sometimes, nothing but reverent prayer is worship. You don't have to do nothing. But when you, when you mix the Holy Spirit with your desire, you're going to do something. If you don't mix the Holy Spirit, nothing don't happen. But when the Holy Spirit gets in, things begin to happen. Isaiah chapter 6 says, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up. He started worshiping the Lord. He said, Lord, here I am. Send me. Amen. I'm ready. He started worshiping. Matthew 14, Peter was out there on the water. He said, Lord, just say the word. I'll come. The Lord said, come. In an act of worship, Peter came walking on the water. And the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus knocked off that donkey. He said, Lord, what will you have me do? The act of worship. What do you have me do? Silas and Paul in Acts 16 it said, don't kill yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Everything's all right. The jail's shaking. Everybody's free, but nobody's left. He worshiped the Lord in the middle of the, the, uh, that uh, earthquake. Thanks, you just, I've got to understand, these are acts of worship. We think the Catholic Church despised worship. We think that the uh, original Catholic Church defines sainthood. Thank you. This Bible declares you are a saint. Amen. See, you've got to shift from religion into what God saith the Lord. Amen. I'm going to read the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation. I want to show you some people that will worship the Lord in the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation. Now listen to this. This is all worship. And I saw in the right hand of the high of him of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside on the back seal with seven seals. 
Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose his seal? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the seals or to look at it. So I wept m much because no one was found worthy to open and read this book or look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all of the earth. Then he came and looked and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Who did he take it out of whose hand? He took it out of God's hand. He was the one sitting on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they began to sing us a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seal. You were slain have redeemed, and redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe, every tongue, people, and nation have made us to be kings and priests to our God. I'm going to stop right there just a second. It's not just our God. It's the most high God. He is the most high God. Made you to be his priest to the most high God. Me, priest to the most high God. That's what the word said. That's what God said. That's what you and I need to believe. That I am a priest to the most high God. That I can go into his presence and bless him. That I can release praises and glory and honor to him. Because he is worthy to be blessed and to be blessed. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and elders and a number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in the air are saying Blessings and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. See, that's praise. That's worship going on and showing us how. Saints of God, we got to strip off the flesh and put on the spirit of the living God. And begin to worship God like what's in our heart telling us all the time. Worship Him. Worship is not something you learn. It's just something you experience because you love your hero, Jesus. And you want to say, you want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, i got a couple other things I'm going to touch on here. I'm going to go back here to... Uh, Ezekiel. Now, now, I'm going to read something to you. This is called Kingdom Dynamics. 
the people that wrote this Bible will put some input, some, some input in there that they want you and I to hear to help us to better understand what worship's all about. Now, give me ears. Stay tuned up with me. Don't leave me. Leading people to and through revival calls us to an ultimate a priority in worship to God in the innermost sanctuary. We're in the innermost sanctuary. Don't forget it. The priest, not after the Levitical order, but after the order of Melchizedek. That's the same order Jesus is in. No beginning, no ending, forever and ever. Amen. You are after the order of Melchizedek priest. You are a royal priesthood. God so ordained it that way. He said, all ministry must be, become the natural, all ministry must become the natural outflow of an intimate relationship with God. Who alone can impart this his, his healing, forgiveness, cleansing. Simply stated, Ezekiel sees the temple as an inner court. And outer court ministry to the people is also there. The priest who neglected the inner court were called an abomination to God. Those who did not minister to God were called an abomination. I don't never want to be an abomination to God. You don't either. You want to be his chosen vessel. You want to be the one that says that I'm God's favorite. <laughs> Amen. The priest who neglected the inner court were called abomination in God. In contrast, faithful priests who minister to the Lord with worship and adoration in the inner court redeemed God's enablement to he received the enablement to minister to the people in the outer court. The God-given pattern in the text calls us to come near, that is to Daily put God at the outer, come to the outer life. Minister to God, that is to give him the glory, honor, and power that are due. Stand before him, that is to wait upon God, virtually available to him all the time, acknowledging his lordship over you and me. Now, that is a personal relationship involved. The results of this obedient worship, the results of ministering to God in the inner court, we're in the inner court. Number one is you minister, minister to God as a priest from that order of Michelle's today. Number two, you declare lordship to others through outer court ministry. Declare lordship to others through outer court. This is the inner court. We got an outer court. That's your job as a priest. It's not the preacher's job. It's your job and my job. We are the priests. We are the ones that's out there telling them about Jesus. Not the preacher. He can do that. And we let him do it if he want to. But it's our job. We are the priests. Declare that lordship to others throughout a court ministry. Signs and wonders will follow. Well, I don't see too many of them. There's a young lady out in Mozambique. 
Heidi Baker. God came to her and told Heidi, you're going to open deaf ears throughout Mozambique. She'd pray for a deaf man, they wouldn't hear a thing. For one solid year, Heidi Baker prayed for people to receive hearing. Not one received hearing. And God told her that she would receive, that they would receive hearing. After about a year, every person she prayed for, their ears opened and they heard. Amen. Now, what do you say? What that's all about? God is testing you and me. He wants to see if we're going to be faithful. Listen, a year to God's clock ain't but one minute. He ain't waiting long. It may be a year to you. But what God wants you to understand is if he said to go out there and pray for the sick, go pray for them. If they die, what difference does it make? It's still in his hand. Let me tell you, we have got to be faithful in what God called us to. And when he called us to be ministers and priests, he says, go do it. Go do it. Now, conversion of souls, you, you same situation. God going to give you souls? Are you going to be faithful? Just because you don't see the results the first day? You going to quit? Yeah, I've quit sometimes. Yeah. I get, now they just reject me. You've had that feeling. You know what rejection is. God says, you don't have to worry about rejection. That's my business. You just do what I tell you to do. God's peace, comfort, and joy of knowing who you are as a true worshiper will, reveal, will be revealed, and you will know your priesthood. will have been established and that you have authority over the rulers of darkness as a king will be known. What? Let me tell you what that kinghood's all about. I know about being a priest now. What about being a king? How are you a king? Yes, you need kingdom authority over powers of darkness. You are, you are coming against rulers in high places. You must have authority. Not ordinary authority, king's authority as it comes to you. Now, I'm a king and I'm a priest. I have been given king's authority. I had to bind Satan this morning. I said, you will not destroy the word this morning. That word is going to go forth. Yeah, I was in the emergency room a couple of days ago. But God's word is strong in any emergency room. God's word is strong enough to accomplish what he wants us to set out to do. He wants us to understand that we are kings. He wants to understand that we are priests. And they, we don't have to be ashamed of it. We should be proud of it. I've been appointed by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to go out and minister and to tell others about His goodness and His saving grace, His healing power. Now, if I have that in my spirit, and I've been told it, then I need to believe it. Amen. He said, am I ready to believe this truth? That's a question I'm asking you and me. Am I ready to believe this truth? Then I want you to confess with me Rome, Revelation 1.6. I'll say it and then we'll say it again. That I am a priest and king. So say this with me. I am a priest and king.
Say it again. I am a priest and king. Say it one more time. I am a priest and king. I believe I am a priest and king. Say it. I believe I am a priest and king. Say it one more time. I believe I am a priest and king. Now, God said it. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, remember, as a priest, who are you ministering to? The most who? The most high God. Don't forget it. Minister to him every day. Go into his presence. I want to minister to you, Lord. I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you how wonderful you are. You're my hero. Listen, dance the little jig if you want to. It don't make any difference. Whatever it takes, God wants you to pull that flesh off and put the spirit on. God said it and I believe it. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.